This stem is a 67-year-old man has been experiencing chest pain on exertion for several weeks and is to have a coronary angiogram. How do you explain the risks and benefits of the procedure and how it will be performed? So before speaking to the patient, I would firstly make sure we were in an appropriate environment that's quiet and then also make sure that there's an interpreter if necessary if the patient was of a non-English speaking background and then finally I'd want to make <coughs> finally I'd want to make sure beforehand that the patient had the capacity to make decisions and once these things are confirmed then I would proceed with counseling the patient and obtaining consent for the coronary angiogram before obtaining consent, I would conduct a focused clinical assessment aiming to assess the severity of the cardiovascular disease and classify the patient's risk of ischemic heart disease. On history, I'd take a standard medical history with a particular focus on their symptoms, the symptom severity risk factors, as well as their medications, their allergies, in particular whether they have any allergies to contrast, and also their past medical history. Um, since certain medical conditions may be contraindications for a coronary angiogram and certain medications may need to be withheld before the procedure. For the examination, I'd conduct a cardiorespiratory exam, assessing their vital signs and focusing on fe features of cardiovascular disease that might increase the pretest probability of clinically significant heart, ischemic heart disease. So these would be signs of CCF like raised JVP, crepitations and peripheral edema or the pre presence of peripheral vascular disease, disease such as arterial bruits and diminished pulses. For investigations, I'd want to order all the appropriate investigations necessary prior to the procedure. So this would include at the bedside an ECG, which is actually normal in about 50% of patients with stable angina, but I might be looking for arrhythmias, which may exacerbate angina. Um, the ECG might also show signs of uh, ischemia or prior acute coronary syndrome, which might be seen as pathological Q waves. I'd then want to do the pre-op bloods, including FBC, EUC, LFTs, COAG studies, and a group and hold. So as part of the process of actually obtaining consent from the patient, I'd want to, want to start off by explaining to the patient the indications for a coronary angiogram, as well as the describing the procedure itself, and then outlining the risks and benefits of proceeding with this procedure, and uh, potential alternatives to the coronary angiogram, and then finally listen for any concerns that they might have. And I would do all of this without using medical jargon, um, using layman's terms so that the patient will understand. So the indications for coronary angiogram would be to determine which patients are suitable candidates for revascularization. So there's three categories that the patient may fall into. They may be, uh, they may have angina, which is um, really impacting their day-to-day -day life despite being on maximal medical therapy. Uh, secondly, they may be high-risk patients based on their examination findings and findings from non-invasive uh, uh, investigations such as echo and ECG. Or thirdly, they might be they may have already done non-invasive testing, which has shown um, equivocal results, so inconclusive results, and so uh, they needed a coronary angiogram to shed further light on that. 
and contraindications to coronary angiogram would be if the patient had decompensated coronary uh, chronic co congestive cardiac failure, if they had quite poor renal function, given that we'll be administering IV contrast, which is nephrotoxic, um, any stroke or anaphylaxis to contrast. Um, and then I'd proceed to explain the actual procedure to the patient by outlining the aims and the actual process of the coronary angiogram. So I would explain, without using medical jargon, the goals of coronary angiography are to image the coronary arteries, the anatomy of the coronary arteries, and then determine the degree of obstruction within the arteries. And based on those results, uh, management can be determined. So whether to pursue PCI or uh, cabbage. Um, and then the actual process of the coronary angiogram I would explain to the patient is that prior to, uh, I'd explain that it's a day procedure, uh, so they won't be staying overnight in hospital, and prior to the procedure, they'll be kneel by mouth from midnight of the, the day preceding the um, procedure, and they should have had all their preoperative investigations completed, so as mentioned before, full blood count, EC, LFD, <coughs> coags, um, group and hold ECG and chest x-ray and then um, based on whether the patient is of a certain um, medical uh, whether the patient has certain medical conditions for example if they were diabetic then they should withhold their metformin from the day of the procedure up to two days so 48 hours after the procedure given that they are nil by mouth and we don't want them to be hypoglycemic if they had chronic kidney disease then we would consult renal um, since we're giving IV contrast and thirdly if they had a contrast allergy which was not severe uh, then it might be appropriate to give them prednisone but again I'd determine that based on senior um, advice. So for the actual procedure itself I would explain to the patient that essentially it's a 30 minute procedure where they'd be attached to an ECG monitoring their heart and then given um, sedation, uh, so diazepam, uh, 10 milligrams, and then local anaesthetic would be placed either into the wrist or the groin, depending on whether they are accessing the radial or the femoral artery, and then the catheter will be inserted but with ultrasound guidance and um, fed through to the coronary arteries, and then x-rays will be used um, after dye has been injected in order to visualize the coronary arteries and this will allow um, any blockages uh, to be visualized and based on that they, they can actually intervene at that point in time with balloon angioplasty or, or, with, st or with stenting um, or alternatively um, they might decide to um, that it's appropriate to proceed with a cabbage later on after the procedure is done, uh, the everything, all the wires will be removed and then direct pressure is applied to the site, wound site, and then the patient will remain at the hospital for six hours and then they can go home, after which they should have a follow-up appointment with the cardiologist to discuss the test results. They can also anticipate that they will be given medications to optimise their risk factors such as statins, ACE inhibitors, beta blocker and aspirin. 
After explaining the procedure, I would explain the risks and benefits of the coronary angiogram. So benefits of coronary angiogram are that it's both a diagnostic and uh, therapeutic intervention, therapeutic procedure, and treating the obstruction in the coronary arteries will firstly uh, treat the angina and secondly prevent the risk of further uh, myocardial infarction from occurring. Risks associated with coronary angiogram would be uh, you can divide into local versus systemic risks. So local includes pain at the site of um, cannulation, um, formation of a hematoma, a pseudoaneurysm, thrombus formation or rarely infection at the site. And systemic complications include, as with any procedure, the risk of death, um, however minimal. And then cardiovascular complications would include acute myocardial infarction, um, uh, disruption to the plaque, which could cause embolization to distal sites. There's also the risk of ventricular arrhythmias, um, tachyarrhythmias, as well as perforation of the great vessels and potentially also a cardiac tamponade as well. Um, neurological risks <coughs> include the risk of stroke, although very rare, and then renal um, complications include AKI secondary to embolism, um, hypoperfusion of the kidneys or contrast nephropathy, and then finally anaphylaxis um, could occur due to contrast the main complication, however, of stenting is restenosis, um, uh, but that that the, that would be why the patient would be started on dual antiplatelet therapy. I would then discuss alternatives with the patient, patient which would be CT coronary angiogram, um, which is sensitive for stenosis in greater than 50% of the time, but there may be false positives if they have calcified blood vessels and as well as that it's a diagnostic procedure and so no interventions would be able to be carried out. Um, finally I'd address any concerns that the patient has uh, regarding the procedure and then get them to sign the consent form.